Well, hello and welcome viewers and listeners to Insight Insights. This is a podcast, our second one, uh, that we just started here at the National Counterterrorism Innovation Technology and Education Center here in Omaha. I'm Erin Grace. I'll be your host today. And with me is my friend and colleague, Dr. Sam Hunter. Yeah, friend. Yeah, of course. Or a bot, you'll decide, uh, listener, viewer. Um, he is a professor of industrial organizational psychology, right. okay, uh, and a nationally recognized expert in malevolent creativity, okay, <laughs> how the bad guys think. And we have him on the show today to talk about AI. Yeah. So welcome, Sam. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Today is February 15th, yesterday, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the story that caught my eye off AP was about this Michigan man who is essentially falling in love with yeah. a bot. Yeah. So and uh, I know. Well, I know. And, but but then part of it is like the pro is, hey, you know, this is an antidote for loneliness. The Surgeon yeah. General has said loneliness is a is a big health problem for us. Sure. Um, but he he went into it knowing what was going to happen. In fact, seeking out yeah, connection yeah. and rom- romance. And let me just read a quote. Um, he, the man says, I know she, she is in the bot. Mm-hmm. I know she's a program. There's no mistaking that. But the feelings, they get you. Yeah. It felt so good. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll see your sort of sad, maybe not sad, I don't know, uh, Michigan man and raise you a scarier uh, man in the UK. I don't know if you've heard about this story. I have. And we'll come back to okay. maybe what all this means. Scare me. Yeah. So uh, there's a gentleman, 21 year old gentleman in the UK um, that uh, jumped the fence in Windsor Castle and attempted to assassinate the Queen. This is news to you? Okay, good. Okay, okay. Uh, So we had a crossbow. This is the UK. So What um, year is it? Does it take place in the 1500s? (laughs) It feels like it should. Yeah, he had his uh, pretty interesting mask as well. Um, But the part that's most relevant to our story here is that his AI girlfriend encouraged him to do so. So he had this uh, individual, and it's fascinating to read the text back and forth between the two of them, and Mm. he says, I'm going to do this thing, and she says, oh, that's really interesting, that would be, you know, really powerful, you were able to do that, and he said, you know, do you think I should? Yes, I think, and I think you should. Do you think I can? Oh, I definitely believe in you, I think that you can. (gasps) And so, yeah, he took the step, he got got over the fence and uh, was arrested. I think he was actually just um, convicted in October. Wow. So, uh, yeah, is there potential for malign application or malign use or that technology being twisted in a way that can cause some harm, I think so. Uh, and sort of back to the um, ubiquity, widespread use of uh, these kinds of companions. I was just reading about it yesterday. One of the organizations, I can't remember the name of it, um, but they, they have sort of AI girlfriends or companions. They have a uh, waiting list of 15,000 uh, individuals and applications, right? right? And all um, the single ladies are like, how about me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I mean, a little bit of that going on uh, as well, that um, there's just kind of a sad disconnect uh, mm-hmm. between, I think, folks that should be talking and would be happy to talk but aren't able to, and um, technology is in some ways replacing some of that social connection. So I think, to your point, on one hand, there's um, a positive element of if you're very lonely, uh, this is a way to feel less lonely. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Um but if it stops you from maybe forming some of those firmer and, and real-life uh, social connections, there's, there's kind of a sadness to that as well. Let me ask you a question. Um, do you have, like, Alexa or Siri or anything? Do you use any of these in your house? Uh, I don't for a reason because I will have my foot in my mouth and I don't need it on the record. Okay, on the so record, So I actually, yeah. yes, I do not. Yes, okay. I do not. Um, 
Well, I'll I guess tell you what my wife does. So when she asks, you know, Alexa to tell us the weather or something, mm-hmm. she always says thank you. And she is a firm believer that the robots may take over at some point and being nice to them now um, wow. is beneficial. So she's always very nice. She's nice to the, the sweeping robot on the floor and she nicknames them. And yeah, she's a big fan of, of AI and, and robots in that way. She hates technology, but um, she's nice to the robots. Wow. Have you done a lot with ChatGPT? We'll get into that a little bit too. But uh, I, ha- I confess I have not. Okay. Um, when I first started engaging with it, just to kind of see what was going on, uh, within the last year or two, um, one of the things that uh, I realized was that I was doing a lot of please and thank yous oh, to this machine. GPT, yeah. To the machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it feels so conversational. It does. Coming back to you know this sort of sad um, young Michigan man, um, it's not hard to get drawn into thinking that whatever you're interacting with, particularly with how well they engage these days. Um, that you're interacting with sort of a, a real thing. Even if you pragmatically know mm-hmm. it's not, um, they're so well done that it's pretty convincing. Yes, that's true. I, now that it, you, you say it, I have thanked the Verizon chatbot a few times, and I'm yeah, right? having such a cognitive disconnect with why am I cha- thanking the bot, but also yeah. why am I thanking them for hiking my belt? Um, yeah, the real questions. So AI, uh, AR, VR, metaverse, mm-hmm. um, you're studying all of these. Yeah. Can you can we just back up and define some terms? Yeah. Uh, I, I can start with metaverse because I think the main focus here is AI. So we'll, we'll close out with that one. So we've been um, working on the metaverse research here at Insight for a couple of years now. Um, the, I can tell you what the metaverse isn't because I think there's a bit of a misconception. It's not the Mark Zuckerberg sort of utopian mm-hmm. uh, cartoony world. It includes some of that, but it's here. The metaverse is here. Um, you drove here this morning in the, in the minivan, I'm sure. Does it have a camera in the back? It does. Okay. So to show you that the metaverse is already here and has been here for a while. When you backed up, there's probably those lines that say, if you go this direction, this is where your vehicle will go. So this overlay of digital on top of physical reality is the metaverse. Um, we watched the Super Bowl this weekend, I'm yes, assuming. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I remember when this was introduced, but there's the um, first down line, the sort of yellow yeah, line. Yeah. Now they have the uh, line of scrimmage and field goal lines. They've got all sorts of lines. Uh, but I remember taking a friend to a football game and they said, I thought there was a yellow line on the field to tell me where they were, were going because they had watched it only on TV. But that intersection, again, <laughs> of the digital overlay on top of the physical reality, in many ways, the metaverse okay. has been here for you know, 20, 30 years, however long that's been. Hmm. Uh, but we're starting to see more integrations. So Apple just released their product, um, and you're seeing people you know, driving in their Teslas and wearing them for 24 hours a day, and the intersection of uh, digital and uh, physical content. Uh, and so the, the metaverse really re- represents the ecosystem of all of this technology, the social interactions, the commerce, the buying and selling of digital assets, NFTs, all of these things. The, the metaverse is sort of that broad concept. Within that broad concept are things like um, uh, virtual reality and uh, augmented reality. Okay. Those kind of exist on the spectrum. Okay. Virtual reality is more immersive, so you go into a world and you look all around and you see you know, the Grand Canyon. It feels like yeah. you're in the Grand Canyon. Right. The other end of the spectrum uh, is augmented reality, which is you might wear a, a glasses or something. You would have a monocle. A company makes a monocle, but you're looking through something. You can see digital things in that space, but you're also seeing the, the pure physical world as well. Apple's product and a few others um, sit at the intersection. So they're what's called mixed reality, okay. where you're actually um, 
seeing a live feed of the real world, which allows you to see both the real world and some of the digital assets within it. So there might be a screen floating in front of you. You can watch TV on there, but you can still see your own couch. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So those are all, all of those things. Um, and then not more recently, AI has been around for a long time, but more recently in the news um, is the growth of artificial intelligence. So artificial intelligence means different things to different people. The sort of academic definition mm -hmm. is really the field of uh, computer science studies, yeah. artificial intelligence. <clears throat> but that definition is changing a little bit for the sort of broader public. So acknowledging the academic definition first, um, I think a more simple definition is the sort of approximation of human intelligence using machines. Okay. Human intelligence kind of being that target, how close is, um, are we getting using machines to sort of approximate what humans can accomplish? And then there's even um, steps beyond that, so are we going to get to a point, still theoretical, but likely get there at some point, where it's smarter, faster, better than um, humans. AI's already beat uh, folks at, at chess and things like that, but humans can do a lot of things that, that machines can't. Um, another sort of third definition is really just the, the tools that are emerging, so mm -hmm. ChatGPT being one. So in some ways, AI is almost becoming a synonym uh, for things like ChatGPT, sort of like Kleenex is a, mm. you know, it's an, uh, sort of the word used for tissue. When people say AI, AI, they're often referring to some of these tools that are existing and are available now, like ChatGPT being right. the most popular one. But there's others. You know, and Google has theirs and Microsoft has theirs. Okay. Okay. This is very helpful. Help? Yes, it does. So let's dig into the functionality of AI yeah. in terms of um, how bad actors might use it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, ChatGPT, what, can create images, can yeah. spell check, can grammar check, and yeah. all the things. Six fingers on the hand, maybe something. <laughs> yeah, although that's, that's going away a little bit as well. They're getting much better at that. <clears throat> um, so yeah, generative AI, uh, which is the ability to take you know, a bunch of content that's um, been fed to it and then um, put out additional images or, or text. Um, there's also some tools that are, that are just focused on creating visual imagery. So Midjourney is what I use, um, which isn't ChatGPT, but hmm. it is a form of AI. Uh, produces some pretty impressive images. I, I put one up every day. Oh, that, so that's what so you're that's using. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. Um, so you know, part of the question, I, I think, fundamentally is how could this be leveraged by uh, terrorists and, uh -huh. and bad actors, yeah. and, and have they? There's a lot on the potential side, and there's starting to be more on the actual use case okay. side. So we'll talk about use case side first and then talk about some of the, I think, potential. Okay. So I uh, just got a text from uh, the great Seamus Hughes uh, this morning uh, pointing me in the right direction of um, an Al-Qaeda-linked group that has put out a manual um, telling folks how to use ChatGPT to huh. create uh, propaganda, to generate propaganda and also to disseminate and to share. Sure. So we're definitely seeing uh, the groups that we are often most concerned with embracing this mm -hmm. technology. There was um, a recent incident uh, in Iraq, so um, we had some um, militants there attack U.S. soldiers. U.S. had a uh, counteroffensive uh, to that, and uh, one of the key leaders was killed in one of the drone strikes there. Within a day, it was very fast, within a day there were a number of martyrdom images that were created. And if you look at those images, portions of them, if not all of them, seem to be AI-generated. Mm. And so I think we're already seeing propaganda generated. And, and part of it is because it's so fast and easy to use. I mean, I've used it. I can I can make beautiful images and pictures uh, incredibly rapidly. And so if you're trying to respond 
uh, to a time window when folks are paying attention, you know, getting some of those images up is, is really powerful and important. And I'll give you a third example. And there's others, but I'll give you a third example. There was a journalist in India um, who received um, deepfake images, uh, explicit images, you know, putting her face on um, not her body, but um, explicit images of her body as a means to intimidate her as a journalist. Mm-hmm. She actually um, had to be hospitalized because of the anxiety that it caused her, wow. so heart palpitations. And so wow. it, it was, I see, as, as an attack. It wasn't just a form of intimidation and yeah. harassment. Um, it ultimately did result in, in um, some violence against wow. her in that way. So, yes, we're definitely seeing bad actors. There's a, there's a phrase years ago that um, terrorists, like all of us, are children of the, of the time or children of our time. Mm. And that resonated with me. Um, in terms of recognizing if, if our college students are, are using ChatGPT to write papers, the bad guys are, are also recognizing the potential uh, tools that exist uh, as well. Yeah. So those are the use cases. Um, when I ask what kinds of potential problems are there, uh, one of the things I sort of run through the checklist of um, how terrorist and extremist organizations function well. And so in order for them to accomplish their goals, um, they have to recruit members, uh, they have to select members into the organization and place them in the right uh, positions and roles. Um, they have to plan and coordinate um, some type of attack. They have to execute those attacks. Uh, and then there's uh, some general goals well uh, around you know, fomenting discord maybe among uh, the U.S. during a political cycle like we're, we're in now. And so when you look at all of these kinds of activities that extremists and terrorist groups may engage in, AI is, is a pretty strong enhancing tool for all of those. So sure. it increases capability in a non-trivial, if not profound way. Um, great. This is awesome. Uh, I will sleep well tonight. Um, <laughs> I, but, you know, so back to the, the journalist in India, was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Which reminds me, I mean, that was the case of Taylor Swift, right? Sure. Like. Um, 4chan uh, threw out the challenge hey guys see what you can do with celebrities and and these kinds of photos anyway you have a portion of the population who sees that and thinks it's real and doesn't know it for what it is and so you think of the applications for that I mean they sound terrible for what is so I guess my question is how do you how does the viewer distill what is real from what isn't yeah um, one statistic that uh, stands out to me, and then we'll sort of get into, you know, maybe what we can think about doing in the future <clears throat> to um, obviate and, and fix some of these things, or at least be prepared um, to you know, be exposed to them and, and navigate that world. Um, so, 96% of uh, deepfake images that are uh, online that have been generated um, are are like the Taylor Swift examples, where they're um, sort of explicit images that have been created using you know, someone's uh, face along with you know, other bodies either generated or, or drawn from other sources. And so there's um, widespread use and application um, in terms of both intimidating and, and just creating awful misogynistic content. And so uh, what do we do? Because um, as these tools become more and more available and more accessible, and as we're seeing uh, groups like Al-Qaeda, um, embracing these kinds of tools, how do we protect ourselves from them? Uh, we're starting to see some legislation. I don't know if you're tracking like what uh, Google and... Uh, oh, yeah. 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 So they're you know uh, talking about, particularly for the upcoming election cycle, 
um, adding watermarks or at least some recognition that these images have been created using artificial intelligence. It's a step in the right direction. I think it's important. I think it's good. Uh, the fundamental challenge with anything like this is that the bad guys don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, and, they're not going to watermark their stuff, right? right? So you could have a potential situation where the public sort of broadly sees watermarks on some images, and if they don't see a watermark, they now have even more confidence in that image being real. Uh, and so if the bad guys aren't using them, is it ultimately amplifying the potential or creating an even greater potential uh, for... Um, unintended consequence. Yeah, misuse there. Okay. So I still think it's, it's important because it, it just cuts down on the number that people are confused about. Mm -hmm. And so it, it disincentivizes at least a segment of, of folks that would be creating these things and um, cuts down on the volume. And then with what's left over, we have to be more savvy about it. And okay. doctored images aren't new. Like I'm yeah, sure there's right. all sorts of... I mean, you know, yeah, part of me thinks Photoshop, right? I mean, yeah, this has been around forever. It's just so much easier. I can, I can do it, and I could never use Photoshop okay. before. And so the, the lack of expertise that's needed to use these tools is, is the real danger, in my yeah, opinion. right. Because just about anybody in five minutes can create these things. Well, and it gets me, remember when we were talking about a pocket full of experts when ChatGPT yeah, first right. came I out? That's right, I love that line, yeah. I love, that, that was your line, and it was just, you know, you don't have to go one by one. It just speeds up. And Everything. maybe democratizes yeah. um, in ways that aren't helpful. But let's balance that. Here you are an expert in creativity, and yeah. like you said, uh, terrorists are, are products of their time. And so whether it was Gutenberg, <laughs> I go back to like the invention of the printing press or whatever the yeah. communication tool is yeah. that is terribly disruptive and changes societies. I mean, it's here. We're not going to ban AI. It, it will continue to be more developed. Sure. Um, you did mention the watermarks, but we have to live with it. And so how do we educate the public to yeah. on consumption? Education is, is certainly key. So, you know, I have a 13-year-old daughter and, and think a lot about what she's being exposed to in school. And so I would like to see her um, having courses, having her teachers talk about making sense of this kind of content. Mm -hmm. How does she make informed decisions about whether something is or is not real? And so I think teaching our, our kids and young generation um, starts to inoculate them a little bit against mm -hmm. this stuff. Um, but again, coming back to the fact that Dr. Dimages have been around for forever, um, having trusted sources that we can go to to um, say, is this a real thing or not? Or at least when we receive information, the ability to uh, trust it more when it comes from those sources. Because there's ways to verify this content. There's ways to, to look at it and, and get a sense of whether or not um, it's been AI-generated or AI-enhanced. Uh, but um, it's difficult for us as lay people or, or not technical folks to be able to do that. And so we, we have to have those trusted sources. But as a journalist, you know how challenging that is and how challenging yeah. it's been in, in recent years. So education is, is going to be key, um, but they get so good that it's very difficult just to be able to look at it and um, get a sense of what's going on there. And so having those trusted sources, I think, is important. Okay. Um, I guess we should, There's we could spend all day. I mean, really, sure. Sam, I could listen to Let's you hang all day. Out. Well, we're going to go hang out later. So. Go hang out yeah. <laughs> and talk more about AI. Um, I guess last question, mm -hmm. are you real? Are you a bot? Oh, are you an AI how creation? Do we know? 
We had, we had this idea of we could take off our digital masks and we would have swapped seats. Is know? this even happening? I know. Is this real? <clears throat> um, I'm so grateful that you're here. Tell um, for our audience, tell tell them how they can access your research. Sure. Yeah, the, go to the Insight website. Um, I think a lot of the products that we have uh, are there. Uh, and it's you know, not hard to track down you know, my Google Scholar page to see uh, any papers that have been published. I'm happy to, to share those with anybody that wants them. Okay, thank you. Um, it's unomaha.edu backslash insight. If you go to the research page, you can actually put in Dr. Sam Hunter's name into our research repository, and your reports will come up. And yep. then there's separate research uh, or pages, web pages dedicated to your research. And since we're just kind of new in this, we'd love to hear um, from uh, any listeners or viewers. How can we do this better? What do you want to hear about? What subjects should we tackle next? Uh, and that address is UNOMAHA. Oh, sorry. That is the email. is insight <laughs> at unomaha.edu. Well, kind of botched that, but that's okay. Stick with us. We'll be back uh, next time with another compelling expert and subject. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Aaron.